From the very beginning of the evangelistic outreach by the disciples of Jesus, God has opened the doors. God promised that the disciples would have the power provided by the Holy Spirit. In Acts chapter 1, verse 8, right before Jesus ascended into heaven and sent the disciples to go become witnesses to all the world, he said, You will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. The Great Commission is the work of God using us to deliver the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ to people who need to hear. The way God does this is truly amazing. He is the one who opens the door to bring the gospel message to the people. The Holy Spirit is preparing to respond. When Paul and Barnabas returned to Antioch, they delivered a message to the church proclaiming that God had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. They had been commissioned by the church to go on their missionary travels, but it was God who was opening the doors to lead them to the people that would hear the gospel and respond in faith. Acts 14.27 says, And when they arrived and gathered the church together, they declared all that God had done with them and how he had opened a door of faith to the Gentiles. The Holy Spirit has been leading people from the very beginning of the book of Acts. Sometimes the direction even seemed to be counterproductive to reaching large groups. In the case of Philip, he was preaching to sizable crowds who were responding with faith and obedience. But when they believed, Philip, as he preached good news about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men and women. God used an angel to move him to a remote place away from all the crowds. Now an angel of the Lord said to Philip, Rise and go toward the south to the road that goes down from Jerusalem to Gaza. This is a desert place, Acts 8.26 says. The instructions would not have made sense to the typical expansionist human concept. We tend to think to be more significant. We must be reaching the biggest crowds we can find. But Philip obeyed. He was right where God wanted him to be. And just a few verses later in Acts chapter 8, it says, And the Spirit said to Philip, Go over and join this chariot. The Ethiopian eunuch had been reading scripture and he needed questions answered and God knew that after Philip explained to him the gospel, he would be baptized and would take the gospel to far away places, far away from Jerusalem. The evangelistic teams in Acts practiced obedience to the call of God. There was prayer consultation among the elders of the church, and an expectation that God would open the door to preach the gospel to the places he sent his ministers. And a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on into Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. Now you and I, even today, we should be focused on praying and listening to God so that he can lead us and open doors to declare the gospel. 
the Board of White Fields is constantly praying and seeking to know where God would have us support new evangelistic outreaches and establish churches. We examine the regions we are serving and we seek the Lord in prayer to give us wisdom and guidance. We also call on all our partners to pray continually for our team. And that follows the same pattern of the Apostle Paul, who in Colossians chapter 4, verses 2 through 4, said this, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. At the same time, pray also for us, that God may open to us a door for the word to declare the mystery of Christ, on account of which I am in prison that I may make it clear which is how I ought to speak. This year, in 2020, Whitefield's ministry has begun supporting nine new pastors. They join a body of faithful pastors that have been planting churches already in our ministry. Those churches are always reaching out to further places, into the next village or over the next hillside, to a place where there are people without a witness to Jesus Christ. Three years ago, my wife and I visited Myanmar. We were visiting the churches that Whitefield supports. And our field director, Tongne Bill, was taking us from church to church so we could observe the progress and bring encouragement to our pastors. We would meet the members of the churches and hear testimonies about how the Lord had redeemed them and forgiven them and had totally transformed their lives. We traveled into the mountains, into very remote places and far from any nearby towns. In these rural areas, we met Pastor Takoop. He was an energetic evangelist supported by Whitefields, and he boldly proclaimed the gospel to people who had never even heard of God. We also met his son, Solomon, who was newly graduated from seminary, and the day we met him had only been married a few days to his wonderful wife, Xingboi. They had the vision to reach into a town in the mountains where there was no Christian church. We visited the places and we met the people. And through a translator, my wife was able to speak with the local women. She asked them about their life and how they lived. And she heard conversations about a tradition where women in their adolescence had tattooed their faces to avoid being kidnapped by roving soldiers or warriors that would come through. The tour guidebooks said that we would likely not see any of these women since they stay far out of most towns and they live in the remote villages. But on this trip, we were in those places. My wife met them and spoke with them and heard the stories of how hard it was as they lived as impoverished widows. She also asked if she could take a photo, and then she showed them the picture on her phone. And she asked if they would like to have a photo with her, and when she did, they stood proudly like models, and the friendship deepened. Little did we know what effect that would have in the plan of God. Whitefields began providing financial support to the pastors, to Pastor Solomon and to his father, Takoop, and their families to work full-time in this area proclaiming the gospel in a remote mountain village near the town of Samuel. They shared their prayer request to our Whitefields partners. God answered prayer, and people responded to the gospel and were baptized. Soon, 
there was a small, faithful gathering of new believers, and we were able to purchase a piece of property and then provide funds to construct a building for the church to gather and worship the Lord. This past November, I was able to revisit the village. I was greeted by a large group of church members that have been growing both in numbers and also in their knowledge of the Word of God. They meet regularly for Bible study, and the church service is filled with children, parents, and elderly members. Families and widows share meals and minister to one another as a remarkable testimony to the whole community. One of the ladies my wife had met three years ago was there to greet me. She was somewhat disappointed that it was just me visiting, and I had not brought my wife too. She was most excited to tell my wife her story. On Sunday morning during church, I experienced the Chin culture. She sang her life story. There is a cultural tradition where the elderly will write lyrics and sing a song about the things that are of most importance in their life. When she got to the part about giving her life to Christ, she came to me and sang, holding my hand. You see, when we had visited three years earlier, she was deeply moved by the attention that my wife had granted to her and the other women. She began to wonder what could be so important that it would make those foreign people come to her remote little village. She decided that she should listen to the pastor and find out why we had come to visit. Through Bible studies, she came to know Jesus Christ by faith, and she obeyed the scriptures and was baptized. She had been growing in her faith, and it all started because we came to that place responding to the movement of God to start a church. Now, open doors do not come without opposition. Just because God opens the door does not mean that he will remove all obstacles and make the work of spreading the gospel easy. In reality, sometimes the more persecution proves that we're in the right place. Faithfulness is a strengthened through trials, and God receives greater glory by sustaining us through his grace. That's why the Apostle Paul shared his experience in 1 Corinthians 16 and verse 9. He said, For a wide door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. That is why we need your prayers. Together, we can strengthen and encourage the pastors who are working on the front lines by bringing their requests before the throne of grace. Ask God to guide and sustain the pastors and their families. Pray for his protection through our partnership with you and our national pastors. Many people from all nations, languages, and tribes will one day gather together and worship our Lord Jesus Christ for eternity. Thank you for being a part of the ministry of Whitefields.